Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football and the only college football podcast that accurately hits its intro every single time and definitely doesn't fuck it up. That's right. Um, I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by Ryan Donnelly. We've got football, Ryan. We have actual human football to talk about. Um, did Listen, you did you watch any? Let's just before, let's get this all silliness out of the way before we before we do this whole thing. Let's just get into the one question everyone's asking us. Yeah, if you're an athletic director, why are you still scheduling games in Afghanistan? It has been <laughs> they have not lost a home game to a ranked opponent yeah. since 1901. Matter of fact, you go back to all the way when Abdul Khan took it to the British in mm-hmm. a neutral site game in India in 1919. I mean, his offense was unstoppable. Almost 102 years to the day since they last lost to a, a major Power Five team. Yeah. Don't schedule road games in Kabul. It never works. If you're the British, you're the Soviets, you're the Ottomans, you're the Americans, you don't win games against the Pashtuns. No, low reward, high risk. I mean, it's ridiculous. If you lose it, then you look you look foolish. If you win it, then you can great great. You beat Afghanistan. Cool. How many times are we going to see a team spend trillions of dollars to go lose to Afghanistan? I don't know, man. I mean, they're getting killed out here. Just leaving their air attack on the field out there. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the big game of, of week zero was, right. uh, you know, I mean. Look, if you're, yeah. if you're a dude, if it's a great time to be a guy right now. That's right. It's a great it's, time to be a guy. Whether you're a fan of the Taliban, Kanye West, <laughs> Brett Bielema, dudes are up. Dudes the are big trending three. big Stop, right now. <laughs> buy stock right now in dudes. They're going up. It's, it's really nonstop. I mean, football season is starting. If you're a dude. It's just a great time. It's, if you're a dude, it's one of the top times to be a guy. Women's stock is down. I, I hate to say it, Pew. folks. It's it's going into the it's going into the toilet. It's down. Trending down. Yeah. Sell, down, sell, down. sell 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 <laughs> your women's stock. We're buying up dudes this fall. Um, Ryan, did you watch any of the week zero? Let me take you on a little story here, Patrick. Okay. I I had a couple friends uh, who were doing a cross country road trip, and they happened to stop through Columbus, Ohio. Um, so I had lunch with them okay. with the intention of going to sit on my couch on a beautiful Saturday afternoon and watch Nebraska, Illinois right afterwards. Sure. Then I was invited to hang out to the pool with some other friends. So I got to the pool and I was like, okay, I'll go for a little bit. I'll just dip in the pool real quick. (laughs) Then I'll check the score. Then I'll head home to watch it. This is a classic fallacy here. The first thing I see from this game is that it started out with three punts and then Nebraska fielding a punt on their own one yard line, running backwards, getting tackled for a safety. And I was like, hmm, instead I'm going to stay in this pool and drink with my friends um, and get a little tan. Mm Mm-hmm. It worked. I'm telling you right now, it worked. You look, you look fantastic. Tan part didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it went exactly to plan. I was um, going back and forth between hanging out in the pool, having a couple white claws, eating a beautiful empanada from Arapazo mm. here in Columbus, uh, and watching Scott Frost uh, get himself fired. Yeah, you're making me hungry, man. I haven't had dinner yet. I me mean, neither. What the hell? Should we get some empanadas afterwards? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also didn't watch this game live. I didn't watch any games live this weekend. I, wow, uh, I did. I what game did you watch live? I watched a UCLA Hawaii after okay. this. Okay, yeah, that's honestly not a terrible choice because you at least got to see something fun going on there. Yeah, um, I, I watched, saw another Michigan player leave the program and do better outside dude, of it. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> uh, I watched most of Nebraska Illinois on the. Uh, on the DVR, like the YouTube TV recording, uh, at the gym, just on the treadmill, kind of mm-hmm. sorting through whatever I could find. Um, the uh, way one does. Yeah, the way one does. I watched, uh, did sort of the same with UCLA Hawaii, and then kind of caught highlights for everything else that was going on. Um, I was sort of just not not really interested in any of these games, <laughs> and kind of wanted to save my last Saturday, you know, until December, and like 
go places and do things sort of like you know we we had sort of the same approach here i think yeah of like well i know that i can't do this for the next 13 weeks so i might as well do it now um of the uh of the games that you that you watched uh who who sort of impressed you here teams players anything that it might be yeah, um, I thought Zach Charbonnet had a really nice day yeah. for UCLA. Um, he was one of the few players that actually stood out as like doing something. Like, I didn't think Dorian Thompson Robinson looked very good actually for UCLA, <laughs> which is kind of concerning when, if you're them. When he, uh, I thought he threw the ball pretty hard. I thought it looked good coming out of his hand. It was just classic that, thing that's uh, important for quarterbacks. Yeah, it, I mean, it. He looks good out there. He lo- he looks like he he looks like a good quarterback. It's just that those uh, those those throws were not seemingly going where they needed to a lot of the time and he's been I think he missed a lot of fall camp right mm-hmm. so that this that could certainly be part of it but he uh he certainly wasn't terribly efficient from what I saw uh that kid for UCLA Jackson that lineman had a pretty nice day I believe right uh yeah yes. interception and I think maybe a tackle for a loss as well yeah he had I'm sorry three tackles half a sack half a tackle for a loss yeah uh, and a pick it's a nice day for him yeah not bad um He's a senior. I think he's been there for a long time. Guy who could have a breakout year if he goes right. Um, beyond that, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to you that I paid the $20 subscription fee to watch UTEP New Mexico State. Um, I watched the highlights for it. Hmm. Well, <laughs> How'd they go? Listen, um, I, I wanted to do... So I had a specific reason for that. It's not just because I'm a sicko. Okay. Um, because in the in the off season, one of the first previews that I wrote was UTEP, and I remember being distinctly interested in their passing game mm-hmm. um, because Gavin Hardison, their quarterback, cannot put it in any specific area, but he can throw the ball like seventy yards. You don't want to see that. Um, well, I did want to see that, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I wanted to see how he would do. And I like um, I want to I don't want to mispronounce this kid's name, Jacob Cowing, Jacob Cowing, the wide receiver. I like him a lot. Um, and both of them looked, I'd say, pretty good. Uh, Hardison in uh, in time that mattered going off of non-garbage time. 10 of 15 for 200 yards and an interception. Um, not terrible. That's a, that's a lot of yards per pass. Yeah. Um, I, I think he got a little bit more in, in garbage time, if memory serves. But um, Jacob Cohen, 5 of 5 on his, on his targets for 168 and a touchdown in that, again, non-garbage time, which comes from game on paper, which I'm going to use for a lot of advanced mm-hmm. stat stuff this season. Um, Shout out game on paper. That's right. We love the GOP. (laughs) Dude, I keep making all these donations to the GOP and it's going to the wrong goddamn one. Um, But I, I, there were a couple really nice Hardison throws, like really, really like kind of what I wanted to see from him. Mm -hmm. Um, In the window. Yeah. Kind of what I wanted to see from the offense in general. Um, if it if it's open to doing this sort of thing, it does at least give the CUSA another fun team to watch, if not another good team. Um, because that was sort of my concern was that Dana Dimmel would just stick to running the ground, the running the ball, and, and kind of trying to pound pound one out and you know <laughs> go crazy <laughs> on it. <laughs> and he didn't. He was he was willing to open it up, and he wasn't just pounding it out on the field. <laughs> and uh, and we come on, it's a little early in the season for this. <laughs> um, did you watch UConn play for the first time in two years? No. Uh, I gotta be honest. I did watch part of this. Kind oh, of had it on man. the background. Um, I, I I mostly saw it in the blowout in the second half, and I yep. just had it on while I was doing research for a fantasy draft in between hanging out the pool and going out last uh, Saturday. Yeah. Um, you know, most people thought that the shoes were going to melt uh, in Fresno because of the temperature. Turns out it's actually because UConn is in hell. It's why their shoes are going to melt. UConn is um, in hell, man. This uh, Jake Hayner played pretty well. They're, they're the senior quarterback there for Fresno. Yeah. Went uh, 20 of 26 for 331 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. It's against UConn, but... And and a lot of those came after the game was over, essentially. Yeah. Like, I, I think almost half of his yards did. Um, 
man, Ronnie Rivers is really good. Mm-hmm. That halfback who's been there forever. All-time touchdowns leader in Fresno State history. Did you see that Jalen Cropper play, too, the wide receiver? I can't say that I did. Oh, man. He, he, had a, uh, he had a touchdown pass or a touchdown reception. I don't know how... It was 86 yards. <laughs> That's what it was. And it, he was uh, at, at like midfield. You'll, you'll have to see the video. At midfield, he was pretty much down. Like there was yeah. like three or four defenders right around him. And then two seconds later, he's out in the middle of nowhere, you know, running down the sideline. And it was just one of those one of those kind of plays. You got to love when that happens. Yes. Um, boy, UConn sucks. Yeah, UConn's really, really, UConn, really bad. I think UConn's goal this season, from what I have gathered, was to not lose to the two FCS teams that are on the schedule, if, if mm-hmm. memory serves. I think it's absolutely going to do that. It's in play. Um this team stinks. This team is really, really bad. Fresno State, I don't think we can pull a ton from this. So obviously, the the Oregon game this upcoming week will be probably more important for telling us what is and isn't true about Fresno State. Yeah. Um, I mean, Fresno's somewhere between the fourth and sixth best team in the Mountain West, probably, right? Yeah. That's like yeah the, the passing game looked well designed. The rushing game as, as well. The, the defense didn't get, you know, beat by UConn, um, which is about all you can ask for. Um, the only other game that really caught my eye this week was that UCLA game. Man, not just Zach Charbonnet. This offense looked really good. And and I think Hawaii kind of sucks, right? I, I think Hawaii's defense yes. is not good. Um, but like the, the rushing attack was really well designed, and that was kind of what I was looking to see from, from this group because I think that they do have the talent to be you know, pretty good. Yeah, averaged uh, 5.7 yards per carry on 43 carries in the rushing game. That's yeah. pretty, that's that's pretty nice. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if, if uh, what, what Charbonnet got up to where it was like 6 for 106 or He's, something He didn't like touch that. the ball after that. He had yeah. 6 carries for 106 yards, 3 touchdowns, and he called it a day <laughs> after the first like quarter and a half. He had one catch for 14 yards as well, and then that was just, that was it. It's like, okay, yeah, we've seen enough. Um, Britton Brown also looked pretty good. I, I, I like the pairing of those two. I like, I think they complement each other pretty well. They're both fairly big backs, which is interesting for this kind of system, but it, it seemed to work pretty well with this line. Um, yeah, you have to love uh, when you're, uh, you're UCLA and you're trying to running back from Georgia. That's always a sign of really good recruiting from Chip Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> who, listen, who's to say? Yeah. Um, as for the, uh, the next category we have here, who really didn't impress you? Hawaii, man. I think that things are going to get very bad here very quickly. It's about time Hawaii. to call it a, yeah, yeah I think, life. I think Todd... <laughs> We're going to kill the program. Um, I think Todd Graham has has sort of conned a lot of people into thinking that he can coach at Hawaii. Um, this staff sucks. I believe his offensive coordinator is his son, which is the classic move that we all know and love. Um, the defense was not good last year. It, it was very, very obviously not good here as well. Um, the rush defense is just abysmal as it was last season. Um and Hawaii's offense is completely lacking in creativity. I I, I really don't hate Chevin Cordiero, I, I, the quarterback. I think that he's a capable runner. They just didn't really use him like that, and they they asked him to make passes that I just don't think he is capable of making. Um, and and it was just a lot of that. It was a lot of like I don't believe that these guys know what to do with the players that they have. Um, and so I I think I think things are going to get worse before they get better here for Hawaii, and and I fear that in a Mountain West where you have a lot of teams who have roughly this much talent, that could be very, very bad. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I don't think it's going to go... I mean, that seems like a 4-8, like and 5-7 and seven kind of team on the high end. Yeah. Um, I, I just... I don't have very much confidence in what they're going to be able to do here. Yeah. Um, Was there anybody else that caught your eye as being, like, specifically bad this week that we haven't... I, I, I think UConn, we kind of knew would be bad. Do, do uh, we, should we talk about Nebraska? Yeah, I mean... 
God damn, it's just how many months and years and seasons in a row can a team shoot itself in the foot this badly? Yeah. It is just clearly like... I mean, it that wasn't was, even that poorly schemed. Yeah. Like, I, like what they did was kind of working. Like, Adrian Martinez accounted for like ninety percent of the offense. Yeah, he, and people were still blaming him for that loss. I, mean, I, like, I would say, admittedly, he was not very good to start the game, and he closed it about as shitty as he possibly could have on that last drive. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't know that. Like, at a certain point in time, when you're asking one player to become that much of your offense, like, how was it on him and not the coach? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's obviously not that kind of guy that can win games by himself. And when you've had him for, what, 19 years, I think you should be aware that's not really who he is as a dude. Like, that's not his role. Like, he should not be being asked to be doing that much of the game because he can't win games that way. Yeah. And if you, as Scott Frost, are still doing that this much time later, then you just suck as a coach. Like, you just have to figure that out. I mean, did you see the the Frost quote about how they, they had prepared for an odd front, which which Bielema has, I believe, never done before. Sure. Um, but he said they were going to do at Illinois, and then it, they come out in an even front, and Frost says they have to throw away half their game plan. It's just like coaching malpractice. I mean, like, how yeah. do you actually admit that on stage? Like, no, that's I mean, insane. That's an insane thing to say. Yes. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of the, like, uh, 2014 thing with Ohio State versus Virginia Tech, whenever, yeah. like, Bud Foster was giving interviews about, yeah, we're going to use a bear front, and then, yeah. you know, after the game, remember, Meyer was like, we're shocked they used the bear front. We yeah. couldn't prepare for it. <laughs> well, he, he told you he was going yeah. to. Yeah. And he's done it for, you know, every opener against a freshman quarterback for like, you know, 19 years straight. Yeah. Yeah. But this was, I mean, it, and like you said, it wasn't even terrible. Like, I don't think a lot of what Nebraska was doing was terrible. I, I It certainly wasn't good, specifically in the passing game, where like Martinez was able to make some plays, but it, a lot of the times he just doesn't throw the ball in the right place. You right. Know? Like, and like, you know, you I wonder if it would help help to have a dynamic athlete like Wondell Robinson taking easy catches and, uh, you know, uh, just maybe doing something with the ball uh, after the catch. Well, I wonder unfor- if that would have been Unfortunately, helpful. Nebraska has never had one of those. Hmm. Um, so it, it's just, uh, it, I mean, it's hard to ask him to do much more because he's very obviously just limited as a player. Like he just can't, he can't do this much. Yes. Um, but they, they, you know, like we've said, they don't have anybody else, you know, Gabe Irvin, the freshman running back, I thought was fine. He wasn't good, but he wasn't Mm -hmm. terrible. Maybe he can get better. I think this line is kind of not good. Um, despite being as old as it is, I think it's mostly seniors and they're just not very good. Um, the defense struggled, which is, troubling especially against an Illinois offensive line that I don't think is any good um and against Arthur Sikowski who really shouldn't yeah. oh have been able God. to do that bro you are losing games to Arthur Sikowski what yeah. is wrong with you yeah Mike, is, who does that I mean like Mike Epstein had a big run who what the hell are we doing here you're gonna let <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein have a big run on you <laughs> oh man I knew when I saw him have that big run that you were gonna do that on the show <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Epstein make a run like that. Oh, so. no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, man, I don't know I don't know what else Nebraska can do at this point because I think that it, it these are the players you're going to have if yeah, you're Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, uh, go hire Dave Clawson. Yeah, man, seriously. Just <laughs> just somebody who can win you some You need to hire games. a program builder who can just, like, reverse all of this yeah. and uh, change change your entire program culture. Yeah. Um, Maybe he can move the team to a different state or something. No, because, I mean, look, like, there's no reason Iowa should be good or, like, Minnesota or Wisconsin should be good yeah. and they're doing better than Nebraska. Or, like, or Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, I mean, Oklahoma's a lot closer to Texas. It's, like, what, a two-hour drive from Dallas? But, sure. Uh, like, you know, I mean... Like I said, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Iowa State. Like there are, you know, there are schools yeah. in the middle of the country that are doing better than you that have much less of a history than you do. Yeah, you can figure it out. You just need to actually like get organized as a program, 
build a culture, find the right coach, stop doing stupid bullshit where you think you're in Orlando. Yeah. And win some games. Yeah, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the talent advantage or the the specific kind of talent that he did at UCF that, that which is his fault at this yeah. point, by the way. Yeah. yeah, he should have been he should be going and recruiting those guys. Yes, but, um, the, he just can't. You can't do that if you don't have those kind of guys. And he do, he hasn't realized that his best receiver is Oliver fucking Martin, and you can't run this offense with that guy. Yeah, and also maybe by the way, if you're like a coach who's like kind of trending towards being on the hot seat, don't um, aggressively piss off the recruit with the biggest name on your team, make him yeah. transfer, then have his very famous brothers and dad trash talk you. Mm-hmm. Um, don't run off the most talented offensive weapon you have. Um, don't be an asshole to the like very large local media that have nothing else to talk about except Nebraska football. Yeah. It's the only thing the entire state cares about. Maybe it's, don't do all of those things if why, you want to keep your job. Why do these guys keep doing this? Like, how? He's trying to get fired, right? He has to be. Like, <laughs> yeah, it must, it must. But like, what is wrong with these fucking guys where they... they, they Realize one that they are going to be on the hot seat soon if they aren't already, and not in other cases. But they continue to just like act like a dickhead in public, and like every chance. Like, what What are you trying to gain from doing that? It's I, it's so baffling. Man. Is it just I, that they can't turn it off? They can't stop being that guy? It seems that way to me. Certainly, <laughs> like I mean, I mean, football coaches just have like this tin pot dictator complex. Yeah, where they are like the master of their own domain, and it's you know fucking they suck yeah. <laughs> like Scott Frost sucks I don't, I don't know what else to say like it's clearly a failed experiment the it was a hire that made complete sense at the time like no one can possibly blame any party like yeah. Scott Frost should have thought he could be successful here and Nebraska should have thought they could be successful with Scott Frost but clearly it's not working and clearly yeah. it's this experiment's about to end in a few months yeah unfortunately I think this is the the, the game of the week which does not bode well for how, how quality the week was um, player of the week is Probably Zach Charbonnet, right? That's fine. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know who else it <laughs> it's would be. It's him or uh, Hainer from Fresno State. Which fucking Art Sikowski. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> who honestly. Ball, who balled out of control. Um, is there, so, and we, we've sort of, we've we've danced around this. Is there anything to actually take away from any of this? Like, do we, other than like the teams that are bad, that we, we can confirm are bad, but like, can we take away any of these teams being actually good from this? No. Like, I, I think UTEP at least proved that it can be maybe competent. San Jose State looked fine. Um, if anything, we learned the bottom of the Big Ten West might be kind of interesting, but that's yeah. only interesting to us and not really like, most football fans. Yeah, very bleak thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I think we might have learned that Iowa could go 10-2. and two, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, because, that, and that Illinois might not be the worst team in the West by, like, two or three spots, even. Um, yeah, they could be better than Purdue I mean, and Nebraska. I mean, they're already in Nebraska, clearly. Yeah. They could be better than Northwestern. Northwestern doesn't get yeah. shit together fast. Yeah, man. With what all a, these new starters. What a shitty division. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really, God. really bad. Just um, cannot get any... Like, my God. Like, what is the point in having all of this money if you don't use it to go hire big-time assistants and, like, recruit better players and win yeah. more games? Uh, the only school really doing it right now is Illinois, <laughs> which went out and got big-time assistants. Yeah, we got Ryan Walters yeah. and, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Tony Peterson, who was like a hot name. That's a, that's a, I mean, he's coming from a school where OCs are pretty valuable. In right. State. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> very, very. If Illinois is the program in your division executing its plan the best. Yeah. Come on. Tough to see. Um, all right. You want to get into our, our, our week one, what we're watching here? Yeah. We really should come up with a name with this, huh? A name for yeah, this. If only there was a sort of a punchy name for kind of a menu of things that you, you know, look hmm. through and, and kind of taste. This um, is the chef's table. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's sure. already a show on Netflix. Okay, yeah. This is um, The Chef's Kitchen. Mm. Yeah, well, this is Hell's Kitchen. Um, <laughs> Presented to you by Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> right. This is Go- Welcome to Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. Um, 
first up here. We're oh, gonna... I have one. Uh, uh, what if sure. um, this is kind of like the hub of the week, right? Uh huh. I think we call it Sports Center. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like uh, our, our initial opinion of the week. We call it first take. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Comet Pizza What to Watch this week. Um, <laughs> first up. <laughs> the little St. James game of the week. First up, we're going to go through these sort of time frame by time frame and, and give you a, a main screen, second screen, and then games to keep an eye on for each uh each kind of block of, of, of games. So we got Thursday, Friday, Saturday at noon, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and then the late night sort of for, for delinquents, and then Sunday, Monday, each have one game. Yeah, this is um, by far our largest of the entire season, I'm sure, yeah. until like bowl season. Yeah. Um, uh, and Patrick is choosing to uh, to start off by pissing me off to open the year. <laughs> that is his plan. <laughs> I legitimately did not do this to anger you. I, I, did, it was, I didn't even think twice about it. Like, the this listeners just, will be the judge of this. Yeah, so Thursday, my main screen pick here uh, is Boise State at UCF at 7 p.m. ESPN. Um, the second screen being Ohio State Minnesota is what upset Ryan, um, oh. which my <laughs> my 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 argument here is that I don't think Ohio State Minnesota is going to be good for very long. I think Ohio State's going to blow them out. It's possible, but Kerry Combs is still coaching the defense. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. We get to trade roles here. <laughs> it is really great that like Ohio State just got embarrassed on national TV, you, you know, by uh, yeah. by Alabama in the national title game. Yeah, by one of the three teams that it compares itself to. <laughs> right, and then it was like, you know, well, you know, from all the reports, this like basically what everything we're reading come out of camp is like. Yep, well, it's time to make sure our number one priority against Minnesota is stopping the run, that yeah. thing that always beats us. Yeah. Famously, Ohio State is always losing games by having teams run the ball on it. It's something that's always happening every year, for sure. I do also love that they had that that experience against Alabama, and their reaction was, let's run it back. <laughs> let's do it again with shittier corners. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The reports are, of course, they're going to run this four-two-five defense, which yeah. would be helpful. But uh, if you're just going to open the season by like, you see like it's an offensive line that has like one really big guy on it, and you're like, yeah. oh fuck, oh shit, we have to put four linebackers in the field again, dude. You're too stupid to live. It's going to be very funny if they um, actually. Do- oh my god, I'm so already getting pissed off. There's the there's there's the the theory is that if this game is actually good because Ohio State blows it on defense, then it's your main screen. But I I don't think that anybody that's listening to this is is like not able to check their phone and see what the score of the Ohio State-Minnesota game is. <laughs> if you're a guy that doesn't have a phone and you're listening to this <laughs> yeah. on your desktop computer, exactly. uh, shoot us an email. Yeah, if you if you don't have a phone and you're listening to this and you have no way of knowing what the Ohio State score is, then keep that on your main screen until the second <laughs> half starts. But if if not, and you can see if something is going wrong in that game, then just flip to it. But Right, I, I as think opposed that, to UCF-Boise State where you're guaranteed does something go wrong because yeah. Gus Malzahn's coaching a team. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I think that the I think that the entertainment factor there is going to be higher. I think it's I think it's going to be better. I think it's going to be better football. I don't think anybody in Ohio State's in Minnesota is going to play defense. Um, whereas Boise State should have a good defense, and UCF has a bunch of former you know SEC guys who will try and fail to play together. You know, like, I I think that I think Boise State UCF should at least be close for four quarters and should have entertaining stuff to watch. I I just I think Ohio State Minnesota is more fun if you're an Ohio State or Minnesota fan. I just can't believe. I mean, I don't know. I think if you're a fan of like the playoff and you're like curious to see what's going to happen, like I the idea of watching C.J. Stroud. Uh, 
Trevian Henderson, kind of Mayan Williams, like yeah. all these receiver shacks with the jiggle for the first time. A lot of guys who could end up becoming national stars you'll be seeing for the first time and may want to get an impression of. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I totally just, understand if you think Boise State UCF will be more competitive. Yeah. Um, I'm of the opinion that UCF sucks and sure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Boise State will win by like yeah, two of, scores on the road. So. You're of the opinion that UCF sucks and that Gus Malzahn is stupid. Yes. <laughs> as, we, as we established. <laughs> as we last talked week. about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I am curious to see Dylan Gabriel again. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to see. I like I watching know. Hank Bachmeyer. I mean, yeah, that's, likewise, that's George Alani's good. Yeah, uh, is awesome. Yeah, yes, the, there's the a lot of fun players on Boise yeah. State's offense for sure. And their defense is always well coached. Yeah, um, especially. I mean, Andy Avalos is going to do really weird shit with that, especially in this game where he has to sort of prepare for a, a kind of unique offense. Right. I know we already did our gambling episode too, by the way. But the fact that UCF is favored by five and a half yeah. points in this game, it's something uh, to think about. That that's feels sure. like free money to yeah. me. But yeah, I think Boise's going to win this game, but I, I do think it'll be entertaining. And my, my my contention here with with putting Ohio State on the second screen is that I think that if you are somebody who cares extensively about the playoff, you're probably not listening to this show. You're probably listening, I don't know about that. You're probably listening to the Solid Verbal or whatever. Everyone everyone who says they don't care about the playoff cares about the playoff. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I think you are capping, sir. I didn't watch the other one last year. I only You're watched capping. the one. I only watched the one I had to cover. <laughs> I don't know. I like watching good football teams play football games. I guess. I think Boise State is a good football team. I agree. I agree. I'm excited <laughs> to watch them. There's definitely. I, I think that each game has one good football team. This would it. be a lot better if Boise State played Ohio State. I'll tell you that. Sure. Yeah. And we're looking into that very strongly. We are, we are certainly looking into we it. We are um, uh, currently organizing a parents' protest outside of Gene Smith's <laughs> office to demand we let our boys play the yeah, Broncos. Yeah. Go to the blue field. Come on. Yeah. Gene, stop going to Afghanistan. Um, <laughs> did you see his big-ass polo this week? His big-ass polo of the week. <laughs> no. At the Kentucky State Central State game, he had a big-ass polo on. Why was he there? Yeah, he was, oh, he, oh, yeah, he said it was the DJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about this. Yeah, he had a big-ass polo on. So mm-hmm. he, he heard us and he agrees. <laughs> um, as for the... the if, key- if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're still listening to the show at this point, <laughs> which is pretty early in the episode, so I hope you are. Yeah, it's uh, tough, tough if you're bailing out at this Send point. us in a picture with a hashtag big-ass polo of the week. Yeah, yeah. Send us your big-ass polo of the week, folks. Yes. Let's see them. Um, on, the, uh, on the keep an eye on here, App State at ECU, I think is kind of going to be a bloodbath, but mm-hmm. I'm interested to see App State against an American team. I like um, seeing App State's continued uh, just tour of vengeance against every other team in yes, a state that it yes. demands to have blood from <laughs> and yes. tribute from every team in North Carolina. Yeah. That's and, cool for them. Yeah, and this this is, I mean, it's, it's going to be on. It's something to watch. That's why it's on the keep an eye on section. Um, US, USF at NC State. This is sort of a how many points is NC State going to score, I think, mm-hmm. is that's what you're watching it for, is that you want to see the team that's going to go 10-2, and two, you want to see them in action. Yeah, you, know? you want to see Bam Knight run for 300 yards. That's right. Um, Which he and, might very easily, he, actually. Yeah, He's really look good. At, and looking at this USF team. Hmm. I am looking forward to seeing uh, Devin Leary, Ricky Person, and Bam Knight combined for over 450 yards between them. And Emeka Amezi's on this team. There's a lot of dudes on this roster. Ricky Person is such a funny name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know that Ricky Person. <laughs> uh, I know we talked about NC State endlessly, but again, I really think they're going to be really good. There's yeah. a lot of, they have like four or five NFL I, guys on the offense. I earnestly like NC State more yes. than I like North Carolina. Like, I think yeah. North Carolina is kind of secretly shitty. Hmm. As we have talked about before. Like they have they have one quarterback and then two corners and that's it. That's their whole team. Yeah, their receivers I mean what they who do they even have this year? Who's back? Like no like <laughs> everyone sucks. Yeah. All the running backs are gone. I just like I think they got the shittier of the two ten- Tennessee running back transfers, right? They got Ty Chandler, who yeah. is a plugger. Yeah. I yeah. mean he's like uh 
He's going to get you four and a half yards of carry, but he won't have any explosive runs. He'll hit someone really hard every game and make you be like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. He's Master Teague. I was going to say, North Carolina, I have a Master Teague to sell you. <laughs> At least Ty Chandler can actually cut. Yeah, for free to a good home. Um, <laughs> and then last up here, one that I was I was forced at gunpoint to include, Bowling Green at Tennessee, 8 p.m. on the SEC Network. Come on, this is a game if you're a real, real fucking sicko you, like us. Yeah, do you want to see what Joe Milton looks like in an offense that requires precise timing? <laughs> Do you want to see Joe Milton throw a football so hard it concusses a bowling green corner? <laughs> Do you want to see Scott Leffler quit in the middle of a game? This is the one to watch. The line in this game is Tennessee by 35 and a half points. Jesus Christ. Has Tennessee ever beaten a team by 35 and a half points this decade in the last couple of decades? I don't know, man, but bowling green is so shitty. Bowling green's really bad. If this game is within four touchdowns, you can guarantee Tennessee will not win more than four games this year. Yeah. My, Take that to the bank. My my prediction, my earnest prediction here is that I think Tennessee's going to blow their fucking doors off, and I think that Tennessee fans are going to lose their minds over it, and then Tennessee will be immediately humbled when it plays a team with a pulse. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is going to be like a 66-3. to three. I, I think Bowling Green is going to, I mean, this is a team that got housed by Akron last year. We're going to get a redo of the Butch Jones song. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited about That's it. Right. You <laughs> love that song. Oh, man. <laughs> Butch Jones! It's a good song. It's catchy. It was really, it came about, I think, right as I was becoming like, an adult, as I was reaching man. my like college football, like uh, yeah. peak of my fandom, I guess. Yeah. It rolled around right around your bar mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm excited by all five of these games and I'm certainly going to be watching all of them equally. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're coming to my, if you're one of my friends listening to this podcast and you're yeah. coming to my house to watch Ohio State, Minnesota. Uh, be prepared to catch some NC State during the commercials. And some Boise State uh, as it as it rolls through UCF. I'm going to be in Minneapolis to cover this game, so unfortunately I will not be able to yeah, watch Patrick much going on Patrick bought a ticket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he has his face painted for the Buckeyes all that's, week. That's right, yeah. Um, you'll be getting a, you're going to get a Juicy Lucy while you're up there. You're familiar? Oh, what is that? Uh, it's a style of burger they make in Minnesota. It's very mm. good. I'd recommend it. See, I was going to roll out to a... Um, like a... Uh, what's the... Like a Somalian restaurant, but I, mm. I think that... You can get Somalian food in Columbus. Sure. You could also get it in Minneapolis. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think they've got a lot of it there, from what I've gathered. So I was, I was going to check that out. We're staying in. Uh, if anybody has any recommendations for uh, for food places in Madison or Minneapolis, we're staying in Madison. And what's your uh, hotel room number? <laughs> Six. <laughs> uh, but we're staying in Madison the night before that game. I guess this podcast comes out on Thursday morning, so never mind. Um, if you have any Madison <laughs> recommendations, then uh, please. To actually, let me know. a friend of the show, Lee Trask, who okay. you may know yes. as uh, Maniac Mag Lee in our yes, in our Twitter. Love, lives in Madison so you should hit him up okay yeah um, Friday main screen we got two games on here because they start uh, one starts after the other so you can watch them both I wouldn't recommend it though uh, it's certainly a choice you could make yes North- it's really funny to me to imagine getting off work at 5pm <laughs> just like driving home <laughs> the first thing you do is like damn I gotta watch North Carolina Virginia Tech damn, at 6pm on the dude, dot this double feature I need to check this shit out <laughs> North Carolina at Virginia Tech 6pm on ESPN and then the second part of it can I Michigan State at Northwestern, 9 p.m. Can I tell you something that's pretty sad? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be getting off a plane. Okay. I'm flying to Phoenix this weekend, okay. uh, Labor Day weekend. for uh, it's, I have an annual thing with my high school friends. Yeah, and boy, are your arms tired. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll be getting off the plane at 5. They're picking me up at the airport to go straight to a Arizona Diamondbacks game, which is a $9 Ooh. ticket. Nice. Uh, and I can almost guarantee you I'll be in the concourse looking at these games instead of watching the Diamondbacks God. play. God. I mean, but, come on. What? It's going to yeah. be like 100 degrees. I'm not going to sit in the sun. No, of course not. Well, don't they have an indoor stadium? 
I don't know. I haven't been there before. Sure. Okay. And you did. You certainly haven't researched <laughs> no. it yet. No. They just told me, hey, we're going to the game. It's $9 tickets. You want to yeah. come? And I said, uh, yeah, might as well. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I think North Carolina, Virginia Tech might be kind of interesting because we will get to see how many players North Carolina has, right? Because we've just mentioned, yeah. you know, they have three. Um, and maybe they'll have more than that. Who's to say? And we do think Virginia Tech probably has none. So. Yes. But I am curious <laughs> to see what Virginia Tech looks like at home. It's, yeah. you know there's still something to be said for Lane Stadium even if it's a shitty team playing mm-hmm. in it. Enter Sandman, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. It's cool. It's fun to watch. Yes. You know, you get home from work, you 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 sit down on the couch and you turn this <laughs> fucking thing on. Um, and you then know, it, then uh, you immediately go to the more fearsome venue right afterwards in Evanston, <sighs> Illinois. Yeah. That raucous environment there at whatever their stadium's called. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, the one. Um, Michigan <laughs> State at Northwestern. Yeah. It's this, Ryan Field, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah, they named it for you, dude. What the hell? Woo! Yeah, um, this game's going to suck shit. Oh, it's so bad. I think Northwestern's going to win by a couple touchdowns, but this is fucking miserable. I think Michigan State's terrible. Michigan State has some players who have played football in college before, which is more than Northwestern. Yeah. Unfortunately, those players are Anthony Russo. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're not good, but they have played college football. And none uh, of them have actually met before this game, which North- I think will be fun to watch. Northwestern has, what, like five returning starters in the whole yes. team? It's like Cam Porter and yeah, uh, that one tackle that's really good. Yeah, you know. Isn't Cam Porter also injured? Is he hurt for the game? One, I, one? I think he might be hurt. Oh, for they're like, losing this. If he's hurt, they're not winning this game. Let me. I need to check on that to be sure. But I'm. I'm Patrick, pretty sure. And if he's wrong, Patrick is going to hurt him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If not, then uh, watch out. I'm going quote Nancy character. <laughs> is that her name? Yep, that's yeah. her. Um, yeah, he's hurt. He's out for the season. Oh shit! Well, be- best of luck to Northwestern. Then you were not going many Man, games. Maybe actually, as we uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about bringing in Lasalle running backs, maybe don't do that because it seems like they always get hurt. No, it's so worth it for like these five games they play. Okay. Uh, um, Michigan State has a couple running backs. They have a couple receivers here. They have Jalen Naylor and uh, somewhat... Uh, yeah, the too. other one whose name is like the exact same, Jaden Reed. Um, That's right. Yeah, and then the guy who had nine receptions, Ricky White against uh, yes. Michigan, who had nine receptions and then didn't do anything else. The really the funny the guy to be is the guy who just only beats the shit out of Michigan that doesn't do anything yeah. else all year, yeah. which is the true of like 19 different Buckeyes in history. Yes. Uh, it's a so, funny guy. It's a Dontre cl- Wilson. Yeah, classic move. <laughs> Dontre Wilson, certainly, he uh, got involved, that's yes. for sure. Um, second screen here, Duke at Charlotte, 7 p.m. CBSSN. Sure. This is mostly an upset watch game, just to, just to yeah, see. Yeah, they might win this yeah, for Charlotte. Charlotte couldn't really throw the ball down the field last year, but it has a decent it has a decent rushing attack. The quarterback I don't hate, honestly, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but um, Chris something, I think. But Duke yeah. is... John... Re- uh, One of those, Jeff. yeah, yeah. It's it's actually John Reese Plumley. Yes. Um, no, but Duke is really shitty, and I think might lose this game. And it's it's on the road, and um, I I would just have this on the on in the background just in case. Um, keep an eye on here, South Dakota State at Colorado State on FS1. Um, this is another one for kind of the same reason of like, hey, uh, Colorado State might lose here. Yeah, uh, South Dakota State is a running back called Pierre Strong. Yeah, he rocks. If you're an NFL draft that kind of guy, you'll be hearing his name in a few months. Uh, you know, he is just uh, really fast, and uh, which is funny for a guy named Pierre Strong. You think he'd be, think he'd be stronger? Mm. Um, <laughs> anyway, Colorado State's really poorly coached. Yeah. They don't have much in the way of talent. Um, Warren Jackson's still at Colorado State too. He's another guy who's fun to watch. He's a receiver. They have. Um, I like some of their defensive ends too, but it's. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if Urban Meyer's coaching in week one or week four here. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. Best of luck to all of Meyer son laws who are on this coaching staff. I believe, <laughs> I believe Urban Meyer has eight different nephews, yeah. cousins, and son yeah. laws on the on the staff yeah, here. This is Urban Mar- or this is Urban Meyer's large adult coaching staff. Yes. It's interesting. Tim Tebow was actually just recently hired as the tight ends coach here. Yeah, uh, Tennessee cut John Simon on uh, Monday, and he has already gotten a job by Tuesday. I'm predicting. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. Who cares? Uh, these guys, these teams both suck, I guess. But you need another game. South to watch. Dakota State so it doesn't suck. I'll, I'll give them credit for that they're good in the fcs for sure yeah Yeah, but i mean like yeah friday look go enjoy your friday night please don't watch too many of these games yeah do Um, what i do go to the gym at 8 p.m yes if you don't have (laughs) friends you should watch these games if you do have friends um don't tell them you're watching this. No, don't let them know. Just, just uh, send out a cry for help. Hey, yeah. is anybody, hey, please, is anybody doing anything on yeah. Friday night? My, I'm gonna like, go to this Diamondbacks game with my friends, and yeah. like, man, Ryan's like making a lot of trips to the bathroom. They're yeah. gonna think I have a drug problem. No, no, I'm just watching uh, Michigan State at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. And mm-hmm. you definitely don't have a drug problem. Uh, Saturday noon. Yeah, my uh, drug problem is. Uh, you don't have any damn, having too much fun. Ah, you don't have any damn drugs. Um, <laughs> main screen, Penn State at Wisconsin on Fox. Any qualms with this? No, this is uh, this is the game of the week for sure. Um, this is actually an interesting game. Game I'm, of the week. Uh, well, I guess it's Clemson, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would say game, game of the time block. Certainly, that's game of the time block. Yeah. But if you're looking for the most competitive, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what Clemson Georgia turns into because Georgia just keeps getting worse by the week. Like every day <laughs> the season waits to start, they're just getting worse. I like that Georgia has has done its annual falling apart before the season even starts. <laughs> they're really just speeding up the process. Oh, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Penn State, Wisconsin's good. Penn State is like we know exactly who Wisconsin is every year. Yeah. Although I think Jalen Berger may be out, right? Mm. That's he's been like banged up in camp is my understanding. Let me, let me, let me um, check a that. lot of teams missing running backs. Not what you want to see the big two. Yeah. Northwestern and, and Wisconsin <laughs> two teams, <laughs> um, you know, Penn state at least has some skill talent. Um, um, I don't know if he's dinged up, but Ches Malusi was named the starter over him. So. I'm pretty sure he has been hurt. Okay. I'll take um, your word for it. But anyway, I mean, Penn state, it has some guys that are capable of creating explosive plays. Uh, Jahan Dotson and Parker Washington are really good receivers. Yeah. They have a deep running back stable with Kayvon Lee and Noah Kane leading the way. Chesma Lucy is the Clemson transfer, just for reference. I've um, never heard his name before. I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, it's... Ches Malusi. It's an insane fucking name. Um, <laughs> his name's Ches Malusi. Yeah, Ches. <laughs> you, you just named your child Ches. <laughs> You're talking about a grown-ass man. <laughs> Ches? Um, 71, what does that mean? 71 carries, 427 yards, 6 touchdowns at Clemson. Okay. Um, I guess it could also be Shea Malusi, as if he's like a French restaurant. <laughs> In this French ass running back. <laughs> Hurry up with my damn croissant. <laughs> Bro, your name is Jasma Lucy. <laughs> this is unreal. <laughs> I've never heard of this guy. I've never heard this. I watch a lot of college football and I yeah. follow a lot of recruiting and I have never once in my entire life heard the name <laughs> Ches Malusi. And now you're telling me he's a Clemson transfer who's starting at Wisconsin? Uh, let me get you let me get you the recruiting info here so that you can understand why why you missed on this guy. Um, apparently his transfer to Wisconsin was a no-brainer. Um, he was a four-star in the class of 2019 out of Naples? Florida. Yeah. Or, the, or Italy. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neapolitano. Uh, he picked That's Clemson. The, the like... idea of Italian running back, <laughs> Ches Malusi, <laughs> is hey. making me laugh. Hey, I'm running Hey, here. I'm getting four and a half yards over here. <laughs> Where's the damn gabagool? 
uh, any, hey, anyway. I'm holding the ball with three points of contact. <laughs> There's going to be three points of contact. Me hitting you, you hitting the ground, me hitting you again. <laughs> oh, that's a spicy meatball. That's a celebration uh, in the end zone. That's yeah. what he says. Anyway, I think Wisconsin's going to win this by two touchdowns. Um, I don't know. But I'm curious to see what Penn State looks like and if Sean Clifford can uh, even get the ball down the field. Uh, which is not a given with him. I don't know um, if Wisconsin has the kind of secondary that can hang with Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a really competitive game, actually. I'm pretty excited to watch this yeah. because I, if it's a tight game, like I think Wisconsin might go 12-0 in the regular season. They don't play anybody. Yeah. Um, it, pretty much if they win this. Besides yeah. yeah. If they win this, I guess Notre Dame. But like, you, you don't, don't play Notre Dame, you got to play Iowa. But yeah. besides that, your schedule is like... Notre Dame and Penn State are, are brothers this year. So if you yeah. beat one, I think you can pretty much beat the other. I tend to agree with that. But I do think Penn State will make this competitive. Yeah. Um. I would hope. It's hard to win week one on the road. They are arguably the more experienced team here. Yeah. Um, their defensive back seven has some questions for sure, especially a linebacker. I like some of these guys, but I'm I'm sorry. It's not the back seven. It's the front seven. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, it's the uh, it's the defensive line. Yeah, the Penn um, State's back four is pretty good, I would say. Yes. Well, it's experienced. Good is – I like Jaquan Brisker. We'll see about everybody else. I like um, Joey Porter Jr. He's long. To recast uh, He needs to has... learn to like use his size better. I feel like yeah. he's always like he kind of has Sean Wade syndrome, where he like is in position, is large, and doesn't do anything at the yeah. point of the f- contact. Classic um, guy move. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I don't know. This is, to me, this is like one of the more intriguing games because it's going to tell us a lot about how the Big Ten looks this season. If Penn State sucks, then like the Big Ten is going to be really bad this year. Yeah. If Penn State's good or even wins this game then the East gets kind of fun because, like, Penn State matters all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So that'd be nice if Penn State could manage to do that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm hopeful here, and I'm glad that I'll get the chance to watch this because I don't usually get the chance to watch yeah. a ton of noon games because Ohio State always plays at fucking noon. Right. I, um, I, do just, I really want to see Jahan Dotson again and, yeah. and Parker Washington. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see this. Uh, second screen here, Army at Georgia State on ESPNU and Western Michigan at Michigan on ESPN. I don't think you can go wrong here. I, I think that if you are somebody who watches, who who wants to see more P5 teams than you do G5 teams, then obviously Michigan is the pick here. Um, Caleb Ellaby, I think, can can give those corners some trouble. Yeah, look, um, Western Michigan's going to score points on yeah, Michigan. The yeah, question is, can they play any defense? Yeah, and I... I don't imagine that right. they can. I, I think Michigan's probably going to win this one by a couple of scores, but I, I don't think it's impossible to see an upset here. And I think even the way Michigan would win, like they just don't have receivers this year. Yeah. Besides Ronnie Bell, who is not very explosive. Mm-hmm. So, like, Michigan will win this game, I'd say probably, but um, they might only win it by two scores because I just don't know how they have the firepower to pull away. Yeah. But here's the good part if you're going to start out watching Army at Georgia State, uh, the, everyone will run the ball 80 times this game. So this will be over by. 145 yeah uh, every every <laughs> army game will be like that i am interested to see that the and i this is the game i'm going to watch on the second screen just just unless western michigan michigan's close in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. um because i think it's a really fun style clash um georgia state has i want to say cornelius brown is the kid's name the quarterback mm-hmm. um who throws the ball like a trey boucher which we always love because he's like six five yeah uh he's like six five 180 pounds which is just the ideal quarterback really yes. um and army is army so it's felt like a long jumper yes uh and so yeah exactly yes i want my uh i want my quarterbacks to be shaped like a four-star small yeah, forward like grown, that's, grown man built 
felt like Luigi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, if the quarterback doesn't look exactly like Waluigi in all forms, I'm not interested yes. in Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Including the mustache. Yeah, that's what Pitt's doing wrong. They don't have a guy who looks like Waluigi back yeah, there. Yeah, Pitt has the same guy for 19 years in a row. It's fucked up. Um, but I think that this game's going to be a lot of fun and very competitive and might also tell you something about the Sun Belt because Georgia State could very well be number four there, but if it if it loses this game kind of convincingly, then I would have some some questions about who number four will be because there's not really another team that fits the billing unless like Georgia Southern is suddenly good, which yeah. is hard to uh, hard to imagine. I guess South, South Alabama could pop up. Troy, we don't believe in at all, but nope. seems to be the consensus pick. But I think Georgia State absolutely could be that team. Yes. Um, keep an eye on Kansas State versus Stanford on FS1. Yeah, we should give a please, contact warning here. Yeah, listen, please don't watch this. Listen, please, guys, if... You, Talk to somebody. <laughs> we'll, we're, we are trained professionals yeah. who are experienced and equipped with the emotional capability to watch this game. Yeah. If you are new to college do football... Do not do this at home. Listen, be careful, guys. If you're not someone who spends most of your weekend watching college football, don't just dive in on this kind of thing. No. Just because it's on FS1 doesn't mean that it's safe. Yes. You just... Like, listen. Come on. <laughs> I'm feeling like Tipper Gore giving you guys a content warning here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll probably be watching Penn State and Wisconsin the entire time, occasionally mm-hmm. flipping to Western Michigan and Michigan and trying to avoid their two games as much as I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it mostly on Penn State, Wisconsin with Army, Georgia State in the background, I think. Um, boy, do not watch Kansas State, Stanford. Seriously. Man, please, seriously. seriously. We're not going to. The only reason job. you should maybe watch this is if you're a Nebraska fan trying to figure out if you might hire Chris Kleiman. Yeah, or David Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun to think about. Uh, Saturday afternoon, which we have classified essentially as like what 3.30 to 5-ish thereabouts sure. um, with 5-ish being like a start uh, main screen here you've got two options I know which one I'm going to go with I'm going to watch one for an hour and then jump to the other uh, Alabama versus Miami ABC Alabama um, looks like Derek King's going to play here right yes it um, does so that's interesting I think this is going to be over at halftime um, what are you interested in seeing in this game if Miami can keep up even a little bit. I'm, I'm curious to see the receiver rotations for both teams. Mm-hmm. Like, what's Charleston Rambo going to be like for Miami? What's Mike Harley going to be like? Is If he's still there, I think yeah. he is. Yeah. Um, How much is Jamison Williams playing? For Bama, yeah. yes. What does, and, and what does Bama, Slade Bolden I mean, do? Damn, I, the more I read about these Bama like reports out of their scrimmage, is like it seems like it just everything is so wide. Like, John Mechie's the guy. Everyone knows yeah. that. But beyond him, like Slade Bolden has a job. Yeah. It seems like Jamison Williams has a starting job. But... They had like 19 freshmen signed at receiver, mm-hmm. and uh, all of them are like having like great practice every now and then. Yep. Everyone saw uh, Jai Hall in the spring game, uh, just absolutely go nuts. JoJo Earl, they say, looks like the second coming of Jalen Waddle, um, which is fascinating. And Ja'Cory Brooks, the highest rated player they signed in the entire class, I think, um, besides yep. the Brockermeyer kid. Um, yep. So there's a lot to see here, like basically just for Bama's receivers. They're also their running backs are unsettled. Uh, Brian Robinson's the incumbent. Like mm-hmm. now, Najee's gone. He sat behind, you know, five different NFL running backs. Brian Robinson, time. I swear, has been there for twenty years. Dude, I mean, he was behind uh, a lot of guys. He was behind yeah. Najee and Damian Harris uh, and uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, who's like about to get a second contract in the NFL. Um, but they also, I mean, like it's not even unclear if he's going to keep his job because. Jace McClellan, Kamar Wheaton, and Trey Sanders, yeah. three former five stars. All of whom I really like. <laughs> yeah, are all like pushing in camp to take this job. And I think it's going to be a committee. Yeah. And we'll see who wins it. Like Damian Harris barely won that committee over Najee Harris or, a few years ago. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, it might be the same thing here where yeah. it's like uh, Brian Robinson comes in with the edge and we'll see if he can keep it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see this game. I'm going to watch it for, like I said, about an hour, and then I'm going to jump over to Louisiana at Texas on Fox yes. at 4.30. I think Louisiana is going to win this game. I agree. Um, Texas is playing Hudson Card at quarterback. It right? sounds like Hudson Card has won the battle. Yeah. I don't think it's been announced yet. Uh, I, I think it might have been, actually. Oh, really? Um, I, I, know, I saw as of this past week, which was like Thursday's last time I checked, that Hudson Card had been reported as getting the first team reps, but had not been declared the yes, starter. He has been. He he will start the season opener, but Casey Thompson will also get playing time. That's always a good sign. Yeah, it seems like uh, everything's going well out yeah, here. Yeah, they have no receivers in this roster, by the way. God, guys, come on, just bet on Louisiana. You know what's going to happen here. Yeah, Jake Smith left. I guess you have Jordan. Whitt- You're betting on Jordan Whittington to be the best receiver on your team, dude. Come on, grown ass football B- team. <laughs> Jordan Whittington. Bijan Robinson's good. Yeah, really good. Actually, who's going to block for him? Yeah, who's going to block for him, or and who's going to who's going to yeah. take the pressure off him? Like, you know, making plays. I like look. I I, I like see Sarkeesian's play designs. He was really impressive last year. Yeah, he clearly has a sharp offensive mind. That's been true at every stop he's made. Um, but I mean, man, there more goes into this game than just like uh, having a sharp offensive mind. Yeah, and Louisiana is really experienced and really deep, and they know exactly who they are and what they're trying to do. Yeah. They beat a better Iowa State team last year. Yes. Like Iowa they State kicked left, Iowa yeah. State's ass on yeah. the road. You think they can't beat Texas? Yeah. Oh, no. Texas. <laughs> Texas can barely beat TCU most years. <laughs> I would take... Jeez. Yeah. I would take... And I, I don't say this as a as just as a G5 homer or, or to, to you know overstate what I think here. I would take Louisiana at every position but running back. I would take Louisiana's players. I think that's certainly valid. There's a couple guys, like, I, like I, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like the Texas secondary is highly rated, but these guys have never done anything. Do you, uh, do you happen to know what the line is? I think it's eight in favor of Texas last. Yeah, I Texas checked. is favored by eight points. That is, that's insane. I mean, they might win this game. I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah. Texas wins. Like they still have, they're still Texas. They still have like the more uh, on paper, quote, talented yeah, roster. Yeah, the more and on Steve paper, talented. a brilliant offensive mind and all that. But like. They got to score points on th- on Louisiana's defense, and yeah, and this is not just a it, this is this is a Louisiana team as we have talked about before that looks a lot like a P five team, like yes. in in shape, literally, if, like in the size of their guys. If Texas wins this game, Bijan Robinson will have rushed for over two hundred yards. Yeah, and if Texas wins this game, it's probably pretty good. I would I would say. Yeah, I, I tend yeah. to agree with that. Um, second, but yeah, and the good part is too before actually before we go on to the second screen stuff. Yeah, these games are staggered. Um, so like like you said, Bama Miami starts at three thirty. Uh, Louisiana Tech starts at four thirty. Yeah, I'll probably watch the I'll watch the first hour of Alabama Miami for sure. Hoping back and forth between our second scream game, which we're we'll getting to for a second, and yeah. then uh, I will be watching Louisiana Texas until the end of the first and, half, and yeah. then we'll just based on which of these three games are most competitive from there. There you go. Um, second screen: Indiana at Iowa, Big Ten Network, three thirty. Very weird that this is on Big Ten Network. Um, I, do you want me to go into why? Do you actually care? Not really. I mean, okay. is it is it just that the Texas game was going to be on Fox, and so there's Indiana Iowa? It's a lot. It's about else. yeah. I mean, the Big Ten contracts are like very opaque, and basically, like it, most leagues, it's other rights have a draft where like the number one, the primary rights holder, gets the first game every yeah. week. The Big Ten to increase the value of their rights has a draft where like the you know Fox and ESP or ABC ESPN um, each pick certain weeks to have the first pick. And they also have an obligation to the Big Ten Network to give a certain number of like top ranked games to the Big Ten Network. Yeah. Uh, and instead of drafting like by week, where it's like okay, you know, first week or week one, Fox gets first pick, Houston gets second, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they draft overall week, so the Big Ten. I'm sorry, Fox takes Ohio State, Michigan first mm-hmm. every single year, and they get, I think they get four of the first six picks. Is, is the what Sounds I've heard? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but we'll see. Anyway, yeah. um, you don't really care that much about that. Those are the audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, Indiana Iowa is going to be a good football game. Like. Mm. I think so. I, I mean, I, I, 
I want it to be. In theory, I think it should be good. I, I'm very, very skeptical about the Iowa passing attack, and I think that that could be a, a big deal here. Oh, you think Indiana wins this? Yeah, no, I think Indiana's going to win this game. Oh, interesting. I, I think I, Iowa wins this game at home. I don't think Spencer Petras is any good, and I think that that's going to be, if you can beat this Indiana team, it's it's going to be because you can score points, and I just don't think Iowa can consistently against anybody with a pulse. I think Indiana has to find a lot of answers on offense. Um, I think they need to replace their entire rushing attack and replace the Watt Fillier. I'll easy. say it's not much of a rushing attack Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but Iowa has a really good secondary. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I, I worry that teams saw Indiana last year and have learned from. Excuse me, learned from that. Um, yeah. I think this is going to be a competitive football game. Like this will go into the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, I, I think it'll be close. I just I don't know if Spencer Petrus and I mean they don't have any receivers. I don't yeah. know if that's enough to to keep up here into the fourth quarter, especially given that. You can, I mean, seeing Indiana on paper, certainly, I, I don't think that they're going to catch anybody by surprise, but it's not like they were running anything super, I mean, it was a, it was a standard offense. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, just their defense is interesting, though, with some of those, yeah. like, simulated pressures, and um, yeah. I, I think this week should line up pretty perfectly, where Bama probably blows out Miami and pulls away, Yeah, um, which gives you time to watch the end of Indiana-Iowa, which should be competitive, and yeah. then flip to the end of Louisiana-Texas. Yep. I'm I've, excited about this week. Yeah, I think that's a good plan, and then keep an eye on West Virginia at Maryland, 3.30 ESPN. Because you're a sicko. Yes. Yeah, because you're a sicko. <laughs> um, th- this is, if this is a blowout in either direction, it's going to tell you quite a bit about the team. Yes, either Maryland's a lot better than you and I think, which yeah. I doubt because we're usually right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Just, or, yeah, uh, generally speaking. Yes. Um, um, about or most things. If West Virginia blows them out, I think that means Maryland is who we thought they were, but yeah. West Virginia might be better than we think they're. It's still a road game for yeah. West Virginia. This is still like not a sure. walk yeah. in the park. And, and Maryland and, and, is capable of throwing the ball and scoring points after... West Virginia lost like their entire secondary to transfer and their defensive yeah. backs coach slash and, co-DC. And Maryland fans, this is the like one of like three games they will show up for this season because they their hopes have not yet been deflated. Yes. Um, so they probably will show up for this one, especially it's an ESPN game. I, I would imagine that there will be a decent crowd here and I think that... Decent crowd for Maryland, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then last one here for the keep an eye on, San Jose State at USC, 5 p.m. Unfortunately, you can't keep an eye on this one because it's on the fucking Pac-12 network. God damn it. Um... I think this might be kind of fun. I think you see. I think USC pulls away late, um, but San Jose State looked pretty good in Week One. Obviously, it had the season that it did last year. Um, if USC is in trouble in the fourth quarter, I'm not feeling great about our Pac-12 South picks. Here's what I'm excited to watch. Mostly, um, everything I've read out of USC. I mean, obviously, uh, the Brew McCoy situation is very unfortunate with his felony arrest. Uh, we don't love to see that. Yeah. Um, but it does like basically mean that. Uh, USC's receivers are like Drake London's a stud. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Behind him, it is totally wide open. Like they brought a transfer from Memphis who we like a good bit, Taj Washington, mm-hmm. who is just they're just a speedster, like five eleven, who I think they made sure to manufacture some touches for with a lot of air raid routes, like a lot of drags, a lot of like just little quick hitters that Keaton Slows get the ball out fast, let this kid run with it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of deep bombs to Drake London. And beyond that, we don't know anything else about their offense. That mm-hmm. is like all we know. <laughs> uh, they have a ton of freshman receivers. Uh, in the mix for playing time. Um, their running backs are like going to be a committee from yeah. what I can tell. I think two of them transferred, right? Marquise Stepin Marquis and, Stepin and S- Stephen Carr. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they have like four others that are all like ranked the same. Yeah, I'm sure um, they'll be fine. Yeah. They don't, I really don't know. run the ball a ton either. San Jose State is like, at least you kind of know what they're going to do. I don't think they'll win this game, but they might keep it within three scores. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just excited to watch Keaton Slovis and Drake London. Drake London will put on a show every week. Sure, yeah. Um, all right, Saturday evening, main screen here. 
we've got just the one, and then we're going to jump to uh, to Saturday night for that for that last slate. Uh, so Saturday evening, the main screen game is obvious. It's Clemson, Georgia, seven thirty, ABC. Um, Georgia, as we mentioned, is rapidly deteriorating. Yeah. Uh, like, Should we go through everything that's going on? So what all has gone on? So at first, we've heard that George Pickens tore his ACL. That happened kind of early in camp. Yeah. Um, then it wasn't that in the spring even? Was that? Um, I, I think that was. A I while thought it was ago. like off-season workouts that were not organized. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, then we have learned that uh, Eric Gilbert has been away from the team for undisclosed reasons yeah. uh, for several weeks. Yeah. We learned that Darnell Washington got hurt and is questionable for Week One. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't. They are out of guys to catch the ball, which is unfortunate. They went from yeah having a ton of receivers to having like two guys, which yeah. is just Kiris Jackson and Jermaine Burton, both of whom um, are fine. They yeah, Jermaine Burton's been there for a century. He was very highly rated, but has not yeah. done anything. Kiris yeah. Jackson is it the other way around? Yeah, no, that's that's right. Jermaine, Jermaine Burton's been there forever. Kiris Jackson yeah. uh, kind of broke out as a freshman last year. And people like him. Yeah. Um, I kind of wonder if that was just a product of him being manufactured targets for because, again, their receivers sucked. Yeah. Um, someone has to catch the football. Their running backs are freaks. Like, I, I, I mean, their running back stable is as good as anyone in America. Uh, Zamir White is, of course, incredibly impressive. They have Kendall Milton. They have Kenny McIntosh. They have a uh, Delvin's little brother, James Cook. Like, yep. you might just see James Cook get split out wide as a as like a, a slot receiver. Fun to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. We'll see if they can ever figure out an offense. If they can, they'll be interesting. But I don't know. Clemson is like also has a ton of questions. It seems like Lynn J. Dixon's going to hang on to the starting job over Will Shipley. Yeah. Um, That's surprising, honestly. It's a little bit surprising. Uh, receivers, you know, we'll see Justin Ross play for the first time in almost two years. Um, we will see what happens if EJ Williams is still the number two receiver there. Uh, Frank Ladson and Joe Nada are highly rated recruits that have kind of been uh, not doing much for Clemson yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and we are waiting to see if this they can is, actually break yeah, out. This is kind of the year where they've got to do it if they're going right. to and, yeah. and only one of them is going to get a job because EJ Williams has one locked up and yeah. so does Justin Ross while he's healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Clemson's offense is going to be... I mean, we all think DJ is really good, right? We all agree on that. The rest of the offense, the offensive line, we love Matt Bockhorst, but the O-line has been questioned a lot by team people close to that team. Uh, the receivers are a total question mark behind Justin Ross, who is also a question mark because of his health. Mm-hmm. Um, the running backs are almost complete unknowns. Like, that whole offense, besides DJ, is totally unknown. The defense seems really good, although their secondary still sucks. Yeah. So, it's pretty much the ultimate test of, can a quarterback and a defensive line make you a title contender? Yes. And usually the answer is yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, because they have nothing proven besides that. Yeah. And and it's this is, man, this is such an interesting game because it's too teams that we think of as being playoff contenders that like we just went through for five minutes and talked about all the question marks here yeah right and it's like i still think these teams are going to be really good in both cases but man there's a lot of moving parts here and I, so i don't really know who i who i think wins this game because i don't really know what teams we're going to see i keep waffling back and forth i think right now i'm leaning towards georgia okay just because i think they'll be able to manufacture pressure yeah and i trust their secondary much more than i trust clemson's yeah so even though Georgia has kind of a shitty receiver core right now, like at least they're not going against good defensive backs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, um, man, Clemson is just, I'm looking forward to seeing every team in their schedule pick on Christian Turner. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um I don't know. This is a wide open game. Really? I don't want to bet on it at all. Is I think it? I'm picking Georgia, but I don't feel good about it. How is- do you feel? Um, is it Nolan Turner, real quick? Just oh, Nolan I, yeah, Turner. Who's Nolan. Christian Turner? I don't know, man. Um, I think he's a baseball player. That could be. Um, I, I'm i also sort of of two minds on this. I think that... 
for for much of the offseason, my pick was Georgia. Um, I I thought Georgia was a better team. I thought yeah. Georgia would win pretty handily. Um, now I I just it it feels like we are in this this place with Clemson where we usually are at least before you know yeah. Trevor Lawrence took over and we kind of knew what they were going to be but like this was the Clemson thing for several years there and they were always still really good you mm-hmm. know and and so I uh, I I it's hard for me to it's hard for me to doubt Clemson especially having seen DJ Uyunglele and and like he's really fucking he's good. really fucking he's good. really good and so I. I think Clemson wins close. I think that this is a, a secretly very shitty game, which I, I, I hate. I don't want it to be shitty. Yeah. But I fear that this has a, not this level, because these teams weren't very good that year, but like Miami, Florida. Do you remember a couple years ago when they opened the season? It was like a week zero game. I don't and remember those. It was, um, it, it was, it was a close game, uh, but it was deeply, deeply shitty because neither offensive line could really block consistently and yeah. so the quarterbacks were just under pressure constantly. The timing was just kind of off for everybody and so I think that this could be what happens here and I hope it's not. I want this to be a good game mm-hmm. but I fear that we could have like a 24-21 where at the end people were like, that was a classic and then you watch it again you're like, wow, that was a really shitty football game. Yeah, I mean, I think Georgia is going to be able to consistently put drives together just by running the football and may yeah. control the clock and Clemson can create explosive plays but not with any any kind of consistency yeah. at all. So like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fascinating. I really yeah. am curious to see what happens. I, I I think, like you said, it may be like fascinating, but bad, like not necessarily yeah. good. Football. I think, I think if, uh, I think if nothing else, I would call it janky. I think it's going to be kind of a janky game. Yeah. Um, again, keep going, keep going back to my Arizona plants. I will be, uh, <laughs> embarrassingly, <laughs> I will be going out to a, a club in Arizona <laughs> trying to like, instead of talking to girls, just going to sneak to the corner trying Let's to watch go. this game. <laughs> Let's go. We love that. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it'll be early in the day. Just kidding. I forgot about the time zones. Mm. Shout out time zones. Yeah, there you go. We love that. Can everyone give me, if you listen to this podcast, give us a hashtag shout out time zones. Yeah, send us your favorite time zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And the second screen here, we have LSU at UCLA on Fox. Man, we talked yeah. about that Clemson-Georgia game for a long time. Whoops. Yep. Uh, uh, our bad. The second screen, LSU at UCLA. Um, so this, hmm. I, I, I'm interested in this one for a couple reasons. One of them being very unfortunate and a sad reason, but uh, LSU can't practice in its home facility right now. Yeah. And hasn't been able to for, I think, a couple of days and won't be able to until this game starts. Yeah. Um, LSU is without a home at this point because mm-hmm. of the, the hurricane. We have a few friends um, of the show down there too. Who yeah. I think most of my friends in Louisiana thankfully survived yeah. major damage, but it's still concerning. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, it's a, it's a shitty thing to have to consider in something like this. Cause you don't want to have to consider outside of football factors mm-hmm. in a football game, but I don't think that's nothing. Right. I, I, think that would have somewhat of an effect for such a yeah. young team. You've an inexperienced quarterback, a young team, like a lot of questions. An inexperienced quarterback who didn't think he was going to be a starter this year. Right. Um, Basically, the question is, can Max Johnson and Kayshawn Boot uh, combine to beat everyone else in UCLA? And the answer yeah. is probably yes. Yes, but UCLA, we just saw a, a really strong rushing attack from UCLA. Mm-hmm. Of course, how, how much of that is real, we don't know yet. Right. Um, can they throw the ball at all? Yeah, can they throw no. the ball at all? against what was admittedly also the worst pass defense in America last year. And yes, again, we, we don't think we don't yeah. think that's going to continue. Right. We think that was a Bo Pelini thing, but it is still something to think about um, that LSU couldn't really get any pressure last year or play defense of any sort. And if they lose, do Derek Stingley and Eli Ricks just walk off the field together and say, no, thank you. They just walk off holding hands. Yes, <laughs> we're like, uh, you guys, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to get drafted. You guys have yeah, a great time. All right, keep it real, guys. At some point, maybe we should 
look at those guys a little bit more uh, if the pass defense continues to be bad. Is like, hey, what's uh, yeah. what's going on with these? I mean, dudes? the advanced stats say they're still good, and basically everyone yeah. else is getting targeted. But yeah. like, um, something to think about. If you have two corners that are supposed to be that good, your passing defense shouldn't be that bad. We'll mm-hmm. see how it goes this year. There's only the two corners on the field, so it's. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's not the safeties and linebackers are only responsible for so much. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, something to think about. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so I, w- I would have this on just just as. It, it might be kind of fun. I think this yeah. is going to be... I, I am more confident in this being fun than I am the main screen game, which is unfortunate. Um, I think that this will be enjoyable to watch. If UCLA wins this, our Pac-12 supremacy take is going to look Dude. very good. Yeah, we're feeling real we're gonna, strong. Yeah, we're going to start pounding our chest yeah, more keep, than we usually do. Keep an eye on... Yeah, we're going to start pounding off. Uh, keep an eye on Texas Tech <laughs> at... theme of the week for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're just we're pounding it this week, folks. Uh, keep an eye on Texas Tech at Houston, 7 p.m. on ESPN. I wouldn't... <laughs> um, I wouldn't. Yeah, you put this on here. Yeah. I, I, I just because it's on, but I, yeah. I wouldn't. Um, That's enough about that. Yeah, UTSA. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Houston's gonna win, but it's gonna be shitty. It's gonna be not yeah. a good football game. If Houston I, I loses, won't be watching that at all. If Houston lose, if Houston loses this game, they should fire Dana Holgers. I agree. Um, UTSA at Illinois, seven thirty on BTN. UTSA is going to win this football game. I will I'm say it not, right now. I'm not willing to go that far with it, but I am excited to watch part of this game, yeah. mostly because Sincere McCormick, UTSA's he running rocks. back, is one of the four or five best in the country. Yeah. He's really, really, He's really, really, really good. good. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched him, just check out his 2020 highlights. Yeah. Uh, the kid is a fucking monster. I mean, he is like an NFL back. Mm-hmm. Um, Illinois, though, is just kind of like, I think going to piss off UTSA, basically. It's going to be it's going to be a competitive game. Like, yeah. like I said before the show, I it, think if like... I think Nebraska and UTSA are kind of built the same, which is very funny okay. to say. Yeah, UTSA uh, is a better version of Nebraska. <laughs> you're not wrong, <laughs> but like I mean, Illinois basically won that game by two scores. Besides that last second, like touchdown uh, for Nebraska. I would say that that yes. However, Nebraska. Or, oh, no, I, I'm sorry, Illinois went by two scores. Yeah, but however, Nebraska also really, really hurt itself a lot in that game. Yeah, with the 30 yard penalty on what would have been a three and out, mm-hmm. or the you know receiving a punt on your own one yard line and walking into the end zone, or things like that. Like, I, like I don't think I think that UTSA is competently coached, which is it's more talented than Nebraska, and also it has good coaches. And Illinois barely beat Nebraska. Yeah, and by the way, though, I will say this: if Illinois wins this game and Northwestern loses to Michigan State, we yeah. are officially talking about Illinois having a third place finish in the West. Yes, like it's it's yeah. starting to become a possibility. Yeah, Minnesota loses by 30 it's something to look at folks we are certainly like, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and yeah i think that illinois having competent coaching does help it here but i think utsa is going to win this game i think i just think it's a better team like straight up yeah we'll I, see. especially if brandon peters is hurt i mean yeah i, I don't know how confident oh, we are in, interesting in, you're already starting to doubt your lord and in, savior in Ar- Sikalski. yeah man i don't know if he's my lord and savior that's uh <laughs> Oh, interesting. You're anti-Polish now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was always anti-Polish. I think we all knew this. Um, and then lastly here, Kent State at Texas A&M, 8 p.m. on ESPNU. The rise um, of Haynes King. Yeah, Haynes King is the quarterback here. I I don't think it's impossible for Kent State to win this game. I'm oh, not going to predict it. Yeah, I no, don't think I, it's impossible. I think this is a game where you see Sean Lewis almost like get tears of frustration in his eyes, where it's like his offense playing together drives. Because, yeah. you know, Dustin Crum's pretty good, and Sean Lewis is a great offensive mind. But a and just going to have these eight-minute drives that just yeah. suck the soul out of you. And yeah. um, I think that... Uh, suck the soul. Yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. You, you've heard Jimbo Fisher's going to guzzle a glizzy live on ESPN. Um, yeah, I think A&M just pretty much scores... Like, this this oh, Kent State man. defense is bad. Yeah. And I think A&M just scores on every single drive. And Kent State will not do that. Yeah. Um, but it'll be like fun to watch... 
I want to see Haynes King basically, yeah. and I want to see Isaiah Spiller, um, and I want to see A and M's defense. A and M's defense is really fucking good. Yeah, like if Dustin Crum manages to score like four times in them. And that means Kent State's really good, and yeah. it means uh, it's interesting to see. Yeah, you've heard it here first, folks. This is the Mike Elko soul-sucking of the week. <laughs> <laughs> He's wiping his mouth off. He's oh, ready to go again. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> late- this is a family podcast. <laughs> late night, main screen, Nevada at Cal, 10.30 p.m. on FS1. Um, I think this is legitimately fun. I, I'm I'm excited to see Carson Strong, Romeo Dobbs, and, and uh, Cole Tucker in yeah. the, the Nevada passing If Cal loses this game, it's going to be a bad year. I, and think, I think they're going to lose. Yeah, I think Cal's going to lose. <laughs> like, yeah. Cal's defense should be pretty good, as it usually is, but I don't think it can keep up here. Yeah, Carson Strong also kind of putting his NFL stock on the line week one here, yeah. too. Like, uh, tough, t- it, tough to see, because this is when all of the fucking NFL freaks will be watching. Yes, if you cannot beat the Cal defense, and you are not going to be a first-round draft, I think you're getting talked about. So. Yeah. Uh, better perform here, bud. Yeah. Also, uh, Romeo Dobbs or Dubs or Dobbs. One, one of those. Of those yeah. It's one of those names. Uh, the receiver. Hmm. A guy who's getting some draft buzz. Pisses me off, personally. Not a fan yeah, of his. Not a fan. Uh, he's big. He's athletic. He's fast. He uh, runs out of bounds like five yards for getting tackled every play. Do you remember the Colorado State receiver a couple years ago who got draft hype? Preston Williams. Yes. And I love him still. Yeah. He's been hurt in the NFL, but he like was the number two receiver in Miami for like six weeks and looked sick. Yeah, I remember him vaguely as being a guy kind of like this that put up big numbers. Yes. He's more physical, though. Um, so if Romeo can become kind of like that, I think he'd be a really fun guy to watch. And yeah. they, they have similar body types. But uh, Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. And Preston was a big-time recruit, too. Uh, he ended up, he was started at Tennessee before transferring. Yeah. Um, um, I like him a lot. Second screen here, Arizona versus BYU, neutral site game, 10.30 p.m. on ESPN. I think BYU... BYU is going to win this game, but this is sort of a gauge for how far along in the how how how, how much does BYU actually have to retool here, mm-hmm. and how bad is Arizona? Yeah, that's that's the question here because I think BYU wins. It's just by how much. I tend to agree with you. I think BYU might just run the ball on Arizona all day. Yeah, doesn't you don't really. I mean, there's no reason not to do that. Yeah, <laughs> Arizona can't well. stop it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, then BYU is going to do the stop hitting yourself to uh, to Arizona. We love that. Uh, keep an eye on Utah State at Washington State, 11 p.m. on the Pac-12 Network. You can't actually watch this one, but mm-hmm. we needed a third game. Yep. Um, Sunday, <laughs> Notre Dame at FSU, 7:30 on ABC. How close to this game determines how bad Notre Dame is. Yes. If Notre Dame does not win by like four scores, then they're going to have a really bad year. Yes. Yes. That's pretty much um, it. So Mackenzie Milton and Jordan Travis are co-starters for this. That's that's what it has on the depth chart. <laughs> that doesn't actually mean anything. One of yeah. them will be the starter. Um, if Mackenzie Milton is the starter, I'm I'm watching this one. I'll I'll watch it. I'll turn it on. If he's not, I'm not going to watch this. You're a sick, sick man. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to watch this fucking game if he's not the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Kyron Williams is going to run for 200 yards, and yeah. it won't really matter what happens the rest yeah. of the game. But um, again, Notre Dame, you better you better not get close. You yeah. better not uh, you better not get your perception fucked up. And hey, by the way, uh, for all of us out there, Cincinnati fans, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, don't fuck this up for us, okay? Yeah, come you on. guys got to win nine guys, games this year. Be cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somehow Marvin Wilson is no longer on Florida State, so that's going to be weird too because he's yeah, been there uh, for forty years. Number one overall player in the country went undrafted after picking a school because he liked the Honey Chicken Tenders. Hmm. Tough. Well, it usually works. Um, <laughs> Monday. I do like him though. I actually think he could be good in the NFL. He seems but. like a nice enough guy. I don't really have any thoughts on that guy. Uh, yeah. All yeah. right. Um, Monday, Louisville. I thought it was very funny last year where he picked a fight with his new coach immediately. Yes. He's <laughs> like, uh, no, this, hash, your honor, hashtag is motherfucking lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good bit. Um, Louisville versus Ole Miss in Atlanta, 8 p.m. ESPN. Ryan, 
what do we have to do to make it so that they stop playing these fucking games? I'm tired of it. I don't know. I'm we, sick nothing of this we can shit. do about it. Uh, I'm sick Louis, of this shit. It Louisville sucks. just recruits Florida and Georgia too much. They have to. They feel like they have to do these. Yeah. I hate it. Um, this shit sucks. Yeah, I'm at least excited to see who Matt Corral's top receivers are yeah. this year. Um, you know, I think we know Jerry and Ely and Snoop Connor get a ton of touches, but Snoop Connor cannot catch a football to save his life. <laughs> and uh, Jerry and Ely is a really good running back. Um, so we'll see who else in the team besides them will get any touches at all. Yeah, I think Ole Miss wins this by like 20 points. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think it's close I, at I think, all. I think Louisville is dog shit. I just want to see Ole Miss's receivers, basically. Yeah. All right, Ryan, we will... Uh, we will be back next week with our first uh, our first review show. Wow! Right? Yeah. Um. I don't know if we have a day yet. I think we'll probably meet. drop that Tuesday. Tuesday. Usually it'll be a Sunday night or Monday thing, but Ryan, as he has mentioned, is uh, trying to escape the feds in Arizona. Yeah. Um, I mean, also the games just go through Monday this yes. week, which makes yeah. it a little tougher. Yeah. But um, usually these will be coming out Sunday night, Monday morning. Um. This time they'll be sometime Tuesday, probably. Um. Yeah. All right. That's. Uh, I don't think we have anything else to, to plug yeah, here. You well, can you can follow Ryan on Twitter at b one g underscore Ryan. You could. Um. I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. <laughs> Show is at Field Flipping. Um. We appreciate the uh, the folks who have seemingly told friends about the show. We've the, the numbers have been going up. Um. Gotta pump those up. Those are rookie yeah, numbers. Yeah, those are rookie numbers. Uh. Talking about man pounding it out. You yeah. Know? <laughs> we're just we're grinding out this viewership. That's right. Um. um but uh, so we we appreciate anybody who has shared yeah. with a friend. Uh, we look forward. We're having Rachel Nichols in the show next week. Yeah. We actually. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, our boy Zach sent me a uh, sent me a tweet on Saturday of him at the Kentucky State Central State game. Which is awesome. Oh, let's so, go. so shout out to Zach. Who Did he wear like a big a, ass polo? I don't know, man. Um, we also had somebody tag me with a picture of Gene in his big ass <laughs> polo. So uh, shout out to you guys. We appreciate that. Um, and uh, yeah, send in your big ass polo of the week. Send in your. Uh, uh, I don't know. What else do we fucking tell people? Send to say? in your score prediction. Yeah. Um, send in a for... picture of you with a gun in your mouth watching Kansas State. Send in your favorite Taliban home win. Yeah. Um, tell me what. <laughs> tell me what uh, Wisconsin restaurants to go to the day after I'm there. You know, whatever you got to do. Um, if you are a sports fan out there, <laughs> and you're you're big on this podcast. Um, why don't you send us your favorite uh, Donda track? Okay, yeah, um, sure. Paired with a picture of a big-ass polo yeah. and a score prediction for Western Michigan, Michigan. And you get a bonus if it's a picture of Kanye in a big-ass polo. Yes. Because I know they're out there. So to clarify, you're sending us one tweet, yep. hashtag big-ass polo of the week, um, with a score prediction for Western Michigan at Michigan, <laughs> and your favorite Donda track. Yeah, and also $5. <laughs> Attach it to the tweet. The Stone Cold Pipe block <laughs> of the Century of the Week of the Year. Go Bucks. Ryan, I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>